Not So Peter Priesthood Podcast, the podcast where a gay veteran and his emotional support Canadian scream into the void about the Mormon Church. If you want to reach us, we are on Instagram at Not So Peter Priesthood. And you can email us at Not So Peter Priesthood at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy! already and it's not <laughs> we're doing great okay. do you want me to Dusty tell you has some jokes for us alright if you get fruit from a fruit tree where do you get a turkey where <laughs> from a poultry I'm like the worst joke teller because I think they're so funny and so people are like expecting a great joke and then it's just me and they're like oh well that was disappointing (laughs) that was it (laughs) okay (laughs) why did they (laughs) why did they let the turkey join the band why (laughs) because he had his own drumsticks I am three-year-olds find me vastly entertaining. <laughs> the five-year-olds kind of like eh, you're getting a little weird, mom. <laughs> I'm sure listeners love it too. They're like, oh yes. I hope so. Everybody, <laughs> send us a message about how much you enjoy my turkey jokes. It's because it's Canadian Thanksgiving soon. Although by the time this comes out, it'll be over. But yeah, just just a lot of turkey on the mind. Anyways, hi. Yeah. I love turkey. I love it. Anyways. Anyways, how are you? How's life? How's things? I mean, I got some good turkey jokes out of me. So. <laughs> did you did you survive General Conference weekend? I am Mark Safe from General Conference. <laughs> I did not follow anyone. I muted certain people that are really like gung ho on the whole like sharing everything and their families like bingo cards that they uh i was like you know what no Mm-mm. i saw this not um, satan i mean not satan <laughs> a friend the, uh she had this table and it had all the like pictures of all the like general not that like the form of the 12 like bigger pictures of them and then whenever they spoke there was like candy in front of them and so whenever they spoke you got to take one of those pieces of candy or whatever i hate it yeah so what if like somebody had m&ms in front of them and it's your favorite and they didn't speak that'd be disappointing would be 
That's like, a lot of candy, too, though. Like, seems like an expensive party, to tell you the truth. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I only ever really did the general conference thing for the food. Here's here's how old I am, though. So I was out. We went. We go to Tim Hortons on Sundays. Me and the boys. It's our it's our tradition. It's our Sabbath day tradition. <laughs> we get Timbits. Timbits for non-Canadians or people who don't live where there's a Tim Hortons. They just opened one in Houston, by the way. Man, let me know. Um, <clears throat> Timbits are donut holes. They're the insides of the donuts. But, but we just call them Timbits. Anyways. Because <laughs> they're bits of Tim Hortons donuts. <laughs> Uh, ah, there you go. See what you did there, and you gotta. Um, Canadians have to make things all cute too, and all. We do. Like, <laughs> we do. Like, like Americans are just like, oh, it's just a donut hole. <laughs> like we had a, <laughs> I sent it to you, the deer warning. There was an aggressive deer. Um, in one of the parts of town and I sent it to another friend and they were like you don't even live in a real place like it's just a made be- make-believe place it's not even <laughs> don't even oh goodness call 9-1 if you see a cranky oh, deer aggressive deer <laughs> they're mean man I even had a picture of it and it was like all sweet looking and I was like how aggressive like aggressive isn't it like comes and just like won't leave your lawn I don't it know aggressively I- shits on my front lawn <laughs> I know, I had to go take a photo for Bookstagram on my front lawn, and the whole time I'm like, motherfucking dear. <laughs> Trying to get out of the way. Here's my cute, oh. really curated photo. Here's my deer poop. <laughs> <laughs> it's all natural. Um, <laughs> listeners, a shout out to Dusty, because she has a Bookstagram account, and you should go follow her. It's a Dusty Bookshelf, right? Yes. It's Again, so I think I'm so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, Jake. I, yeah, it's, it's fun. It's like I found my niche in the world, talking to other people who read way too many books. <laughs> <laughs> and she has like such a great aesthetic on it, too. I love it. So. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. No deer poop. That's the behind the scenes. No deer poop. Yeah. You gotta, I'll do an OnlyFans for the deer poop. You gotta subscribe for the deer poop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Anyway, thanks. Yeah, if you guys want to come check it out, I just, I review, um, I do a lot of, like, advanced reader copy books, so I can let you know if they're worth checking out. Yeah. Or we can argue about certain books that I hate and everybody loves. <laughs> <laughs> one that shall not be named i even watched the movie too just trying so hard and it was just it was just <laughs> i drank an entire bottle of wine movie's still going <laughs> how long is this movie <laughs> seriously i just like kept pouring wine in my glass and finally i had no wine left and i was like i that's i'm done <laughs> anyway not done i'm done though yeah, yeah done yeah <laughs> Anyways, hi, <sighs> welcome to the podcast. <laughs> hi, welcome to Not So Peter Priesthood. Um, so <laughs> we're going to talk, we're probably going to do like a general conference like overview later, but this was something that we felt was like, we made Dusty say it, bad so words. Talk about it. <laughs> yeah. And it was, um, she was not happy. Ragey Dusty came out and it was great. I loved it. I was here for it. Um, 
talk about the updates that were given over the pulpit of general conference uh, the updates to the first strength of youth pamphlet the first strength of blah. that's how i <laughs> that's the title of the episode okay <laughs> so i like I'm actually remember <laughs> i remember <laughs> when like you remember when it came out it was like the white maybe you didn't get oh, it oh yeah because no, it was I 2001 right? so you'd have been like 17 because i was like 15 yeah no i remember it though it was yeah. I remember it coming out though, and it was like such a big deal. So, just mm-hmm. aging myself again, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, I messaged my friend Dusty and <laughs> our other friend Katie and told them this great, lovely news that Hocus Pocus actress Sarah Jessica Parker was 28 when it was filmed in the first one. So, you're welcome for that. Um, it just made me feel really old because I was like, in my yeah. mind, like she was like in her thirties or something. I was like, oh, she's old. But then, because when I watched it, I was like ten when it first came out. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and then I was like doing the math, and I was like, wait a second, twenty-eight. Did you see my response? I thought I was trying to do the math, and I was like, I'm gonna go lay down now. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, wait, I went the wrong way. Oh, wait, what? Oh, what? Fuck. <laughs> and I'm in charge of our household finances. How does that make you feel? <laughs> Ooh, warm and fuzzy. <laughs> oh, poor Patrick. Anyways. <laughs> All right. For the strength of... So we're going to talk about all of it. Like, there's this, these four, these main, like, updates that are really problematic. So, um, the first one, so I'm going to go over what the original, the 2011 version said, and then the new version, okay? So, the first topic is dating. <laughs> okay. Uh, and the 2011 version says you should not date until you're at least 16 years old. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the 2022 version says, for your emotional and spiritual development and safety, one-on-one activities should be postponed until you are mature. Age 16 is a good guideline. So, so it hasn't changed, but it's just, they're just saying, mm, just, you know, it's a good guideline. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so children like me who were an old soul, I'm doing finger quotes, nobody can see them, um, would have been able to date earlier because we are, like, traumatized from being oldest responsible siblings? Okay, yeah, sure, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so, so now it's just a guide. Okay, cool. Yeah, Elder Uchtdorf is the one that um, presented this, and he, let's see... So he says, it's also important for you to know what For the Strength of Youth does not do. It doesn't make decisions for you. It doesn't give you a yes or no about every choice you might ever face. For the Strength of Youth focuses on the foundation for your choices. It focuses on values, principles, and doctrine instead of every specific behavior. Which I'm like, um, yeah, it does. (laughs) It literally, that's what it did the whole... It was black and white. Like, I remember having arguments with my parents and them sitting down and be like this is what the strength of youth pamphlet says right here yes no yeah <sighs> and we'll get into more of that 
in a minute. Uh, I suppose he says, I suppose the guide could give you a long list of clothes you shouldn't wear, words you shouldn't say, and movies you shouldn't watch. Like the old would one? Really, yeah. <laughs> but would that really be helpful in a global church? Would such an approach truly prepare you for a lifetime of Christ like living? Oh, and there it is right there. It's because the church realizes that they are not, their American rules don't necessarily apply to other cultures. And they're very close-minded about how people who don't live in middle, the Midwest of the United States, not not how everybody lives. Sorry, folks. Sorry. Sorry if you live in Utah. It's not the epicenter of the world. (laughs) Oh, well, I mean, in their mind, because it's a Utah-based church, like, they are the, like, I don't know. It's we need a sound effect for every time we roll our eyes. <laughs> I know. Everybody uh, has to conform to them as a Utah-based church and an American-based church because it's the, it's Christ church, right? So, mm-hmm. of course, Christ is American or something. I don't know. Oh, we'll get into this during one of the other parts that you're going to talk about. I just knew it. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Dress and appearance is the other part. 2011 version. Uh, Immodest clothing is any clothing that is tight, sheer, or revealing in any other manner. Young women should, of course, they bring up the young women first. Young women should avoid short shorts and short skirts, shirts that do not cover the stomach, and clothing that does not cover the shoulders, your sinful shoulders, or is low cut in the front or the back. Young men, this is all they say about young men. Young men should also maintain modesty in their appearance. (laughs) Doesn't surprise you at all. Not at all. No. Um, Yeah. I can... Uh, well, and I can remember, like, because I, I have two sisters, and they would always, like, at least my sister that's just older than me, I can remember her always talking about, like, modesty, and, like, um, she, she was kind of a, she was a goody, too, like, she's a Molly Mormon, you know, yeah. always, but, like, I, even she, like, kind of fought against it when we were in high school, she was, like, because she was in the, on the dance team, and she was, like, yeah, you know, all these girls are wearing short, short, short skirts, short shorts, and um, she had to wear like the long khaki pants. And <laughs> the and yeah. they were so excited. Uh, it was the late '90s, and they were the capris came out, and that was oh, the, the key thing to do. <laughs> the capris, oh my god! Um, I was on the swim, like I was on a swim club, and there was like an uproar because the swimsuits that we were that we got were extremely high cut on the leg which is how a racing swimsuit was back then now you have like full body suits but when i was racing they were like super super high cut up above your hip to give you more of like a streamline i don't know aerodynamic i don't know whatever it's the aerodynamics in the water though i don't know anyways and there was like there was girls that like were refusing to wear it because it was really high cut and it was very narrow. So like potentially, sorry, everybody potentially needing to do some like maintenance downstairs <laughs> and they like refused to wear them. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm just going to say it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I remember there being girls like that. Like parents were up in a roar over it. Like it was this big, huge deal. And they wanted to like, and so a lot of girls competed in their own swimsuits, which were like not, first of all, we didn't look like a team. So we were like heckled to begin with. And then second of all, they were like baggy swimsuits. Like you're not going to, like you're trying to shave seconds off your time. You don't want any like drag in the water. I don't know. All because it was immodest. We shouldn't have to. I don't know. It was just. I remember just being like, "You're all stupid." <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you ready for the bullshit? That's the updated version. Yep. Uh, as you make decisions about your clothing, hairstyle, and appearance, ask yourself: Am I honoring bo- my body as a sacred gift from God? Heavenly Father wants us to see each other for who we really are. Not just physical body, but his beloved children with a divine destiny. Avoid styles that emphasize or draw inappropriate attention to your physical body instead of who you are as a child of God with an eternal future. Let moral cleanliness and love for God guide your choices. Seek counsel from your parents. You'll notice a trend in all these is that it's seek counsel from your parents. It's putting it on the parents, yeah. 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 And I feel like that's... um, it's putting a lot of responsibility on parents, which I guess is okay, but like it's assuming a lot of like this ability of parents to actually, you know, to control that because up till now parents have had this, like this thing where, Oh, well the church says mm-hmm. and now it's becoming like, no, we say now like, mm-hmm. we're, we're going to the line. We're going to tell the line on this and there's nothing for them to fall back on. So it's actually pulling the rug out of the parents from under them and saying like, and yeah, in a way. And so it's actually making it harder for them to parent. It's making them parent the way the rest of the world parents, but they are not prepared to do so because they've never been taught how to parent in a healthy and constructive way. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, here you go. It's all up to you guys now. Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't seem fair. And there was no warning about this. There's no, like, it's just like, oh, yeah, here you go. We're just, it's up to you guys what to decide with your kids to do. And I, like you said, it's like, that's what normal parents have to do. Mm-hmm. Like, parents that are not within a religion that's high demand like this. Um, they have to do that anyway. Yeah. But, like, if you're not prepared for it and you're just, you've been doing it in a certain way. My, I have a little sister that's 15. And now suddenly, like my parents aren't going to have that. And I guess in that in that aspect, it's kind of good because she she'll have a little more say, a little more like, yeah room. But like she can just be like, well, it doesn't say that anymore, so <laughs> you guys can say whatever you want, but it's not there. But yeah, it also makes it puts a rift, an even bigger rift between parents and children, teenagers especially. I don't know. I like it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I am. Yeah. I feel like when they do things, these big changes like this, it's always, it's such an upheaval because they, first of all, they don't care. They don't care how it affects the people. Like, honest, honestly, they don't care that this is going to cause issues. I see it as more that they are trying to be more, What's the word I'm looking for? They're trying to cater to the youth. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good, but I feel like they're doing it the 
at the expense of a relationship with their parents, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I also feel like they're trying to make themselves look good to other, again, other cultures. This is where my brain is just kind of going. Because there's cultures out there that dress in a cultural way that not necessarily falls underneath of the church's standards, again, with the air quotes. And so I feel like the church for so long has been like, no, you have to change for us. You have to change for us. And it's not working in some of these other places. And so now they're like, well, just kidding. You can still keep these aspects of your, of your culture and still be a good Mormon. You know what I mean? I don't know if that is coming across. <laughs> Sorry. That makes sense because they're because they're losing so many members now mm-hmm. by the droves, and especially mm-hmm. like the youth, they're like just they're becoming so disenchanted already. They've got to do something to hook them in and to be yeah. like, hey, you've got to you can we we didn't mean that. God didn't mean that. We're just gonna leave it up to God. You know, leave it up to your parents and leave it yeah. up to you. Use your best judgment and. <sighs> I don't know. I just, it's like, I don't know. I just keep thinking of like, you go from like a really strict, you can't just go from something super strict and rigid to super loose guidelines overnight. And that's exactly what they did. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember having terrible fights with my parents over things like clothing, piercings, hair color. I remember having these horrific fights with my folks and because the church was very clear on what was not allowed. And so now suddenly the church is like, ah, just kidding. It's, it's so, it feels like such a slap. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So Jesus is like, just kidding. You can wear crop tops. It's fine. Um, it just feels like such a slap in the face for our experiences and what we went through as youth that there's no explanation about it, that there's no recognition that like we were forced into such a modesty culture that's like fucked us up for years. Mm-hmm. And now we're just supposed to be like, Oh, good job Mormons. You're being progressive. Like go fuck yourself. I'm sorry. But like, no, we need to deal with the fact that like this caused harm. I, had serious body image issues because I didn't look like the other girls around me and I couldn't go I told you this I couldn't go to the EFY dances I went to one EFY dance and was sent home to change because they didn't felt that my skirt was too short but it's because I have long legs everything's too short on me when you have you know what I mean like I just and it didn't make me I don't know. It didn't make me stronger in another way. It made me hate those leaders and not want anything to do with them and stop going to EFY because fuck that. Because I'm not going to wear a dress down to my ankles in the middle of summer. Sorry, I'm not doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come on. But uh, your sinful ankles. um... (laughs) So I've got juice on my computer. (laughs) it (laughs) It also gives like Girls can be so, like, I didn't, obviously, as a young man, like, you don't, the experience that I had was with modesty culture was completely different than what you and other women and young girls go through in the church, obviously, because the it's very focused on the women, like we just read, like, yeah, it's very focused on what the, like, it puts the responsibility and the onus on the woman mm-hmm. and the girls, rather than on the men who have these impure thoughts, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. And, 
And we were told it was our job to keep the men in our ward pure because of what Mm. we were wearing. A 60-year-old man, a 50-year-old man is not, is not held responsible if he's looking at a 16-year-old girl. Like, how fucked up is that? To be told from such young formative years, it's your job to not get raped because you're putting those thoughts out there. Like, what? How backwards is that? I I hate modesty so much. Oh, me too. It makes me also think of the rape culture of um, when people, like, when a woman is raped and she, like, people ask her, well, what were you wearing? What were you doing? Mm-hmm. Were you drunk? What were you doing? To Like, putting the blame on the woman. And that's mm-hmm. is so problematic. And I, um, I can not remember any, and I'm sure it happened, I can't remember any talks or, like, any lessons in young men about modesty at all. I remember, like, chastity, law of chastity stuff, mm-hmm. kind of, but nothing, like, specifically, like, modesty. Like, it was never, I don't know, it was never in the forefront of our, like, in the, it was never, like, oh, you need to watch your thoughts. You need to, mm-hmm. when it, when we talked about law, law of chastity, that was kind of there, like, it would, but it was mostly based on pornography mm-hmm. and, and masturbation. But even then, it was, like, they didn't even say, like, masturbation. They're just like, don't pleasure yourself. Don't do that. Right, like, yeah, because they can't they say can't those say words. Word. Because <laughs> because we have to make it this dirty secret that's got all this, like, secrecy around it. So it's even more intriguing to young boys and girls. Like, just fucking talk about it like it's normal. Like, it's a normal act. Seriously. Yeah. Oh, the, the, ra- the bridge is starting to bubble. <laughs> I love it. Uh, we're, not, we're not even halfway through. I know. But, um, Sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. Uh, well, I don't know. I just, I wish that this, I mean, I feel like this is also um, too little, too late, you know, kind of thing. Like, it's like a, this should have happened. This should have always been the case, you know. They yeah, they should have never dictated the length of our shorts. They shouldn't have. Because, again, you can't say a certain length and then make every... It's not feasible. A girl like me who has a 33-inch inseam can't find shorts to her knees at Walmart. You're specifically making me... Especially in where I grew up. Like, I would have had to make a special trip into a city, shop at a store that I couldn't afford. Like, it wasn't available in my, like, you know, easily accessible. And my parents weren't going to drive me into a city to do that. Like... I'm making it all about me. Sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, no, you're you're good because I mean, it's a you're not alone in that example because there's so many people that so many women that have young girls that go through that. I go with I go shopping with my mom and my little sister all the time, mm-hmm. and my sister will point out like shorts that she wants, and they're like too short. And I'm, it's like this whole there's tension, there's there's this weird. It's just very uncomfortable. I just walk away usually. I'm like, I don't know, I gotta. I'm well, it's a shaming. It's a shaming that her body is is shameful and should not be shown. That she should be embarrassed. That she even wants to wear those short shorts because why should she? Why would you dare have your body out on display? That pisses me off. Yeah, because it's <sighs> quote unquote not flattering for her body is what she's been told, and I will not say who has told her that, but. Um, she 
she is a gorgeous girl. She is stunning. Um, she's Samoan and Spanish blood and white and just a stunning girl. And she's a cute personality. Like I cannot rave enough about her. I adore her. And um, I don't think she'll listen to this. So maybe <laughs> <laughs> I'll rave about her. I think she's um, super cute and funny. <laughs> Um, but she, like, she constantly, she's going to have, she already has body issues because of how she's been treated. Also, the other point I was going to talk about was that, um, it also gives the dressing and in a modest way, because girls are so, they can be so petty. There's Mm -hmm. that, there's bullying and harassing from within the young women that happens too. Yeah. And they, they call, like, if a girl is dressed a certain way, like, a girl that's more Molly Mormon is going to be more, going to be, like, rude. You know, like, it mm-hmm. happens all the time. It happens to my little sister. She gets, um, she they went thrifting. Oh, yeah. Um, and she she picked out, like, some shorts or something, and they, they all kind of looked, they all, like, said, oh, you're getting those? Like, and just, like, just turn their noses up at her and just they were really rude there was something that specifically that they said that i can't remember and i just remember hearing her t- retell this story and i was like my jaw dropped at how rude this was at a church activity too mm-hmm. a young women's activity that they went thrifting and that she was treated like shit by these girls that were supposed to be so christ-like and so modest and yeah i just i can't i can't yeah it's it's so, it's so stupid. It's so stupid. I thought it was stupid as a teenager. I've always thought it was stupid. I just, I don't understand a bunch of old men dictating what young women wear. Like, it just is so creepy and it is so inappropriate. Like, yeah. Well, and part of me, like, regrets, because, like, looking back on it, because, like, I never, as a young man, like, obviously young gay jake you know i'm just like, baby jake and i mean didn't even didn't even cross my mind because i was just like i didn't even yeah like why would it have obviously it was just like me you know and then, yeah um, but like if i had known i feel like i'm just like knowing what i know now i'm like what if i had like said something you know i don't know but yeah ugh, I, right? yeah i don't know i just <laughs> Yeah, the whole modesty thing and the modest is hottest thing has always really bothered me. Oh my god. Yes, modest is hottest. That was always a thing. And then uh, the stupid, like growing up in Mormonville, it's like the the long, the girls would wear those long shirts, right? That Mm -hmm. had the little lacy thing at the bottom. Mm -hmm. And then the, they'd wear like a vest or like a shirt shirt over it. They're called a shrug. It was just a the shrug. shoulders. Mm-hmm. Yep. See, again, I'm yeah. dating myself. I had three of those. <laughs> that fucking style. That was, and then they, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. You had to wear like three tank tops <laughs> to like layer them all. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Or at layers, least thousands layers on layers on layers. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So the next part, you ready for this one? This is, I think, the big one that a lot of people are um, 
talking about right now, especially like, and it was kind of on the forefront of my mind because I just got a tattoo. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> so I'm just like, <laughs> um, so it's interesting that this came out right now, but um, the 2011 version, do not disfigure yourself with tattoos. Disfigure. 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 Yes. Yeah. <sighs> but hey, ladies, yeah. make sure you go get microbladed um, tattooed eyebrows because, you know, you need to be perfect in the eyes of God. There's that. And also, oh, but you can like dye your hair. You can do all this, you know, you can get Botox. You can do all this other stuff, but tattoos, no. Tattoos are disfiguring, but cut your body open and put silicone implants into them. That's, that's way better. That's, yeah, that's okay. Don't, don't God have a beautiful piece of artwork on your body. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, put silicone and put, um, yeah, poison into your muscles so that you don't frown. Yeah. Uh, so get get a nose job and get a you know yeah. all the plastic surgery you just do it all but you tattoos god forbid no nope. those are disfiguring yeah okay yep. okay all right. okay uh and the young women if you desire to have your ears pierced wear only one pair of earrings we all remember <laughs> beautiful beautiful thing gordon v hinckley said i can still that's one of the only one of the big things that I remember about Gordon B. Hinckley is the ear piercings. I remember sitting in my parents' living room and listening to that talk and being stunned and so mad and so confused about why the fuck did God care if I had one or two piercings? And I had my belly button pierced at the time, so. Oh, you nutty. I know. I know. I know, such a rebel. <laughs> well, and also the fact that it points out just women mm-hmm. on that, because like, I want, I want to get my nose pierced. I want to get my. At the time, I didn't, but like, because <laughs> um, you were still very much in the closet. <laughs> yeah, very much. I want to get my nose pierced. I might get my ears pierced. I don't know. Uh, I also just don't want to look like one of those guys that's like going through midlife crisis. So. <laughs> It's an inner turmoil in my brain that I'm just like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I was hoping to get on there. Okay, so when like a straight white man goes through a midlife crisis, they like buy the car and find the young blonde girlfriend. What are you gonna do? I don't know. Do you buy like a big yeah, no. Jeep and then find like a young blonde boyfriend? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Young, blonde, young blonde boyfriends apply within. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm now using the podcast as my dating call. <laughs> Mating call? Dating call. I don't know what it is, but my my dating app. Jake's dating. <laughs> Wait, your mating call is how many reps you got left there, bro? <laughs> Are you almost done with that? Are you almost done with that? You, you gonna get off that anytime soon? Just checking. Yeah. <laughs> Side note: There's this motherfucker at the gym that always takes all the fucking forty-five plates 
and it pisses me right off. And I'm like, oh, cool, you're big, bro. But you're doing this during peak hours. You're taking all the plates. And literally, I look around, and everybody's looking for 45 plates. And they're all looking at him. They're, like, too scared to go out to him because he's this big motherfucker. And I'm just like, this man, this man stole one right out from under my nose. I was literally about to turn around and put it on my but bench press and i didn't get to do it <laughs> and i was i wanted i was like and I, wanted to, I was <laughs> i was like i'm like one of those i'm one of those guys that was like oh I'm too scared to go up to two but i'm actually not because i'm willing if he does it to fucking again it's gonna happen i'm gonna go up to him and be like hey I need one of those 45 plates. Are you done with them yet? <laughs> oh, God, it's going to be such a meet you. <laughs> I mean, he is kind of hot. Just, I don't know. Oh, my God. The highlight of my day is when you're driving from work also, to the gym and you talk about this guy. <laughs> you're like, if that fucker is ever on all 45 plates today, I'm fucking, you're not going to fucking do nothing because he's really big. <laughs> Nothing. But I'm gonna yeah. glare at. Him. I know. I'm all big talk. Yeah, I'm gonna glare at. Him. I'm real hard. Really He's nasty. Gonna know that I'm mad at him. <laughs> <laughs> From across the gym, I'll just be staring him down, just giving the big old stare down. <laughs> <sighs> and he'll just be like, "Cool, bro." <laughs> and, oh, and then, it, okay, and then he puts his sweaty ass on the leg press. On the head where you put your head at, he puts his sweaty. He's sitting there just chilling on his phone, just chilling on his phone. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, <laughs> looking at that. I was like, ew, get your sweaty ass off of that seat, off of the headrest, you nasty bitch. Ew. That's what I really wanted to go up to and be like, um, excuse me, sir, your ass is on where people put their heads. I mean, usually that's okay, but that's not in this case. I'm <laughs> dead. Officially dead. Oh, I have tears running down my face, and I can't wipe them because my head's not squishing my glasses to my face. <laughs> oh, God. That was amazing. Anyway, that was a aggression that I did not plan on going on but he makes me so mad he makes you as mad as the strength of youth pamphlet makes me yeah <laughs> you're raging about the fourth strength of the youth and I'm just like raging about this guy that takes all the 45 blades fucking Carl with his 45 blades god I wish his name was Carl. Carl that'd be funny um, I can't yeah. fuck a Carl <laughs> just spit juice everywhere <laughs> oh god i'm dying okay that's not a hard set rule so if there's a carl out there and he you wanted to slide into the dms on my dating app of the podcast <laughs> shoot your shot that's all <laughs> oh all right what's in this whiskey i don't know uh, i got all right um, that juice all over my keyboard now <laughs> Hopefully that didn't go into the microphone. Sorry, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) All we heard was wheezing from your side. (laughs) Seriously, I'm going to have asthma attack over here. I can't breathe. Oh, my God. 
Oh god! If we, right. don't, if we don't laugh, we'll cry. Yeah, we gotta do something. All right. So, oh my god! Now we're gonna read the 2022 version of the tattoos and piercings rulings in the First Strength of Youth pamphlet, right? <sighs> okay, I'm getting. Yeah, get, do some stretching. Some mm-hmm. stretching. Trying to center myself. Okay. What is the Lord's standard on dress, grooming, tattoos, and piercings? The Lord's standard is for you to honor the sacredness of your body, even when that means being different from the world. Let this truth and the spirit be your guide as you make decisions. Can't you just hear these fuckers say this over the the way they talk? Anyway, let this truth and the spirit be your guide as you make decisions, especially decisions that have lasting effects on your body. Be wise and faithful and seek counsel from your parents and leaders. Okay. Okay. So we have have gone from in black and white saying tattoos are disfiguring. Piercings should only be one one pair of piercing of ear earrings for a woman. I can't speak. I'm so angry. (laughs) And now it's so vague. It is so open to interpretation. I just. Yep. You, okay. So as somebody who has a full tattoo sleeve and I'm walking around in Mormonville and I get fucking looks all the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. Like, and not just, like, recently since I moved here, but, like, when I would come back to visit and everything, I would go to, like, Walmart or something, or, um, and there would be just, like, these looks. And also, you go to, I go to, like, um, I went to church for, like, the, the Christmas, uh, the Christmas program. Oh, yeah. My niece and my nephews. And I had my, I had, like, a long sleeve shirt, but it was, like, rolled up, but so you could see my sleeve, sleeve a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I got so books for it and I'm just like and granted nobody said anything but I just it was uncomfortable mm-hmm. and I knew I knew going in that it would be uncomfortable and I probably could have rolled down my sleeves but I was also just like I don't give a fuck yeah yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm proud of the art that's on my body I'm not gonna hide it just for you guys to feel comfortable well and, and it's the fact that, that whole what would Christ sit there and give you dirty looks at your tattoos he can probably sit next to you. I mean, if he's a real person. I'm, I go back and forth on it. <laughs> but, like, this is what pisses me off the most. Is that this is going to change from overnight. It's going to be going from, mm, you got a lot of tattoos. To now, it's going to be like, tell us about your tattoos. What do they mean? What's that one mean? Where'd you get that one? Because... I'm glad you said that because, okay, so <laughs> I had not heard this yet. I just, so I was over at my parents' house when, during general conference, and I had not heard about this thing yet. And I mm-hmm. was just like, do my thing. I took a nap during Sunday, like the second conference, second session, whatever. And um, my mom, my parents have always been just kind of like indifferent about the tattoos. Like they just mm-hmm. keep their opinions to themselves, you know? And um, 
I just recently got a tattoo and I had a long sleeve shirt on and um, my mom actually asked about it, which she's never done before. And I was like, and it was, it wasn't like a, where'd you get your tattoo? Or it wasn't like disdain. It was like, oh, let me see your tattoo. And I was like, well, it's covered and like, it's, you can't, like it's covered in the second skin right now. So it's, doesn't look great right now. So I'll show you when it's um, healed. And she's like, okay. You know, like, it was just like, a pleasant conversation actually and i was just like mm-hmm. what the fuck is you even text me you're no like idea. you were like my mom just asked about my tattoo and i was like what what yeah. <laughs> even i was, I was shocked like, <laughs> no knowing what you know about my mom i'm like what? yeah and then i'm just like what is happening I just, <laughs> like am i i just woken up from a nap too and i was like did i wake up in bizarro world what's happening right now But now already, it's... like immediately, yeah. the attitude toward has changed because yeah. oh, new revelation! God doesn't care about tattoos. He just, yeah, yeah. I uh... <sighs> although also, um, and I think of so who was that girl that we were talking? The um, Al Fox, Al, the tattooed, yeah, the tattooed Mormon. The tattooed Mormon. That's her whole shtick. Yeah. Um, I can remember working at Desert Book when she was like coming, like up and coming, and she was like becoming more popular, or whatever. And her mm-hmm. whole thing is about like the repentance and like that she's like overcome whatever. Why, All that matters is what's on the inside of her. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so are they just gonna stop selling her books because that's gonna pull in focus to the fact that they've changed their minds in twenty, not even twenty years, eleven years. Since the newest update came out? Yeah, and you had mentioned, we were talking about this earlier, and you had mentioned, like, people, like, kids will be reading her books in, like, five years, Mm -hmm. even just five years. They'll be like, oh, wait, why was it, why was it? Why does she have to, yeah, why would she have had to repent if she just had tattoos? We don't care about tattoos. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just... Yeah. It's a good um, example of I have an acquaintance. Um, I brought her up before in this anyway, but she has like a full sleeve and she's got like all this like beautiful artwork on her body. But um, she had left the church and then she's back. And then even when she went and got sealed in the temple, she had mentioned that um, she was getting dressed for her wedding, for her sealing, and one of the temple workers saw her tattoos and was like, oh, oh, you know, and just, like, kind of, um, she was, like, stunned by them, but she's also mentioned that they were really pretty, and then, um, she, but her whole shtick, too, is that I've repented, but also it doesn't say it in the Bible, so I'm gonna go by the Bible, and also, and I'm like, but, but you're the prophet and all the other, like these policies mm-hmm. you say is like part of your doctrine says that you cannot in black and white, that you cannot have a tattoo. Yeah. And she would still go get tattoos after, you know, and I'm just, I don't, that's another, it's a thing of like that cherry picking. Cause I know other Mormons that have gotten tattoos that are, 
and they're just like it's fine it's whatever you know yeah or they have a beer on saturday or whatever yeah they just cherry pick and this is going to make it so much more convenient for them to cherry pick which you're exactly what you're saying they are trying to keep members they're trying to do whatever they can because they've got to staunch the bleeding of membership right now yeah well and another point that was made was that um they this general conference seemed less problematic this one's probably the big one apparently there's another couple other talks that i need to look into but um this one was one of the big ones but um everything else was pretty like low-key and i think it's because they were they know when they're in trouble and they know that the ap article is out Mm -hmm. and that there's all this other they're under fire right now there's a big target on them right now Mm-hmm. and people are leaving in droves so they've got to like play nice basically and it's a big pr move it's not like it's nothing it's nothing to do with revelation or god or whatever it's all just a big pr business stunt it's not yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah and what i noticed i don't know if it's just like my algorithm or whatever but like a lot of my like reels that come up on Instagram or whatever have been like Maori people talking about the meanings of their tattoos and their cultures and a lot of like indigenous women that have tattoos and stuff. I don't know if, yeah, it's just, I've noticed it a lot more in my social media consumption. And so when you first told me about this, immediately my brain went to, Oh, well, they're just trying to get tribal cultural people into the church because people who would have been bypassed previously because they have these tattoos that are a part of their culture. Now they can start to be, no, 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 we love your tattoos. That's a cultural thing. We completely accept that. Absolutely. You can continue to do that. We're not going to take that from you. And I feel like it's really timely with, you know, we just had truth and reconciliation day and orange shirt day. And I find it, it just in my brain, it just seemed really timely of like, we're going to still let you have your culture. You, we're still just going to try and whitewash you in our own way. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. You can, you can join us and be part of us because you're, yeah. And you can still have your culture, but you have to still be one of us. Mm-hmm. You'd have to, you'd have to like just dampen yourself. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Like you can still wear your cultural dress. Like, Women can still wear, you know, a sari that shows their stomach because that's their cultural dress. That's that's fine now. That's fine. You can still you can still represent your culture, but you still it just feels very inauthentic to me and very much like they are just trying to, like, hold on to people because I feel like especially right now, there's such an influx of people being very aware of their culture and where they came from and being proud of that culture and wanting to showcase it. And so this is the church's way of being like, yeah, you can totally showcase it. We're going to let you do that. Absolutely. I don't know. It just seems. For a church that has a history of, and like the Book of Mormon erases indigenous people's Mm -hmm. culture, the mm-hmm. fact that they don't even recognize that and then and yet then they turn around and say oh but you can have your culture it's fine mm-hmm. you're good we love your culture mm-hmm. but, but really do you though because everything in your doctrine and what you believe in the book of mormon says otherwise mm-hmm. <laughs> it says that people that are of dark skin are evil and mm-hmm. of the devil and mm-hmm. white and delightsome is the way to be and mm-hmm. so why like 
it just I yeah the fact that you brought that up I was like oh my god that's right that's so true and um I don't no I they're clamoring for like you said they're clamoring for um to keep what they can they're mm-hmm. trying to make it look like they're progressive and they're moving in the right direction but we're going to get into the next one and it's it's not it's not progressive like, no you cannot put progressive and mormon in the same sentence no you really can't For the next this is the last okay okay <sighs> there's some another point that you made but um, this is the big one okay it's on homosexuality so the 2011 version says homosexual and lesbian behavior i'm surprised they said lesbian i am too actually interesting homosexual and lesbian behavior they don't realize that that's the same like homosexual <laughs> lesbian are homosexual obviously a straight person wrote this so yeah homosexual and lesbian behavior is a serious sin if you find yourself struggling with same gender attraction but or you are being i'm not or you are being persuaded to participate in inappropriate behavior seek counsel from your parents and bishop they will help you (sighs) there's so many things wrong with that sentence that i it's it's a serious sin the fact that so it's a serious sin, and also then if you find yourself struggling with the same, so they put okay, they put somebody that is in the closet struggling with like their homosexual tendencies, right? Mm-hmm. They equate that. They say or in the same sentence, or in the same sentence, you are being persuaded to participate in inappropriate behavior, or you are being victimized by somebody who is yes. the same gender. Thank you. So Thank you. You were being assaulted and you were being molested by somebody of the same gender. So they're saying they're equating it. You're sinning, yeah. They're in with molestation. They're saying that it's though in in not so many words that that's what they're implying Mm -hmm. that it's a um, that pedophiles are homosexuals. Mm -hmm. Homosexuals are pedophiles equal. Yeah. And oh. And it's also blaming the victim. It's saying that if you're being taken advantage of by an older or younger, it could be anybody, but if somebody is taking advantage of you who is of the same sex as you, you're at fault, you're participating in a sinful act, and you need to confess. It's victim blaming. Yep. Exactly. Disgusting. Um, I needed to have a drink after that. Um, (laughs) I was going to say, wash those yucky words out of your mouth. All right, so the 2022 version. Um, I am attracted to people of my same sex. How do these standards apply to me? Feeling same-sex attraction. They still have not gotten rid of that phrase. Feeling same-sex Well, at least they didn't say gender, though. So they've made a little bit of progress. <laughs> so night and day, they say, so in 2011 version, they said homosexual and lesbian behavior is a serious sin. Then the next, the second sentence says, feeling same-sex attraction is not a sin. If you have these feelings and do not pursue or act on them, you are living Heavenly Father's sacred law of chastity. You are a beloved child of God and a disciple of Christ. Remember that the Savior understands everything you experience. 
Is that because the savior was homosexual? Is that is that how it was? He a gay man, so he understands how other gay man men. He had to have if he was if he understood every sin, right? Well, then how does he understand how a young woman feels who is attracted to another young woman? He can't feel that. Oh, the plot holes. Sorry. Okay, continue. Sorry. Sorry. About that. That's a good point. But there, somebody had pointed out to me that there was like. He had to have been gay. Like there was just there. He had to have been like some like or pansexual or something. You know, like he had to have been mm-hmm. very, very openly sexually because like anyway. Uh, if you let's see, remember that the Savior understands everything you experience through your covenant connection with Him. You will find strength to obey God's commandments and receive the blessings He promises. Trust Him and His gospel. I hate it. I hate it. Um, so it's, it's also it's, it's to go ahead. It's sorry, I just lost my train. So as long as you live a celibate life and never act upon your attractions, you're fine. Or you marry someone you were not attracted to, and you live in a what do they call it? A what do they call it? A um. Mixed orientation. Mixed orientation, yeah. And and then this is what I I've had a conversation with a member, and I said I I can't understand how you can be a member and not and and like so this person has a friend who is gay, and I said I don't understand how you can be a member and support a church that is so anti-gay. And she said that her gay friend understands that they can't go to the temple and they can't be sealed and they won't be able to hold certain callings, but it's going to live their life and just basically cherry pick and have relationships and just know that that means that they can't have higher things in the church. And I was like, but that comes into question with like excommunication. She was like, no, no, our bishop's cool with it. And I'm like, until the next bishop come, like yeah. I just, you're not. It's not. <sighs> yeah, and also, so within the celestial kingdom, there's those three different levels, right? Oh uh, yeah. Something about that. Yeah. That's like a little, like little doctrine that some people don't even realize that there's like a three. This another within like, that level. So like in the platinum tier, you also have like diamond and ruby and garnet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you get a. If you get enough points, you get a white car. That's, that's fancy. That's right. And <laughs> Celestial Jesus will be your chauffeur. Oh yes. <laughs> um. So the. But in order to reach so the the most righteous reach yeah. the highest level of the kingdom, right? Mm-hmm. And then, so a gay man as a if even if you're a celibate gay man who lives every other principle of the church, and lives by the gospel you're celibate you don't have you don't you just do your thing you go to the temple you do all the all the things you're supposed to do mm-hmm. you will never reach the highest level you have to be a servant to the highest level because you're not sailed to a woman oh wait don't the stripling warriors have sisters oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> stripling warrior et- <laughs> so 
you could get sealed to a stripling warrior's sister, and your sister could get married to a stripling, or meet sealed to a stripling warrior. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, that's cute. Double wedding in heaven. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'll marry a stripling warrior, if anything. <laughs> anyway. Um... <laughs> Sorry, I got a little. Oh, and I killed Dusty. Officially oh killed her. Um, Talked out. <laughs> oh my god, that was funny. Stumbling <laughs> <laughs> warrior. <laughs> Also, the fact that it brings up, let's see, the covenant connection. So it's saying like, just go to the the temple. Just go to the temple, mm-hmm. and you'll be fine. Like, just pray the gateway. You're good. It's um. There's so many implications to it. And honestly, it hasn't, That's it's just a lot of flowery words to say it hasn't changed. The only thing yeah. that's really changed is you're saying, yeah. oh, it hasn't, it's not a sin anymore. It's not a sin anymore, yeah. Because you're not going to act on I it. Think yeah. And you can't have, can't have love. Like, even if you fall in love with somebody, hmm, sorry. That's what uh, I, I don't understand that. Like, how, what, what kind of God creates a world go with me on this <laughs> and makes these little things that he says that he loves his own children that he loves and he gives them the feelings of love and he provides the ability for them to love and then says not you like yeah. what what point does that make what purpose is that oh it's a it's a what what is it it's a special your special um trial that or whatever special trial that you signed up for oh yeah because you wanted to be you wanted to prove that you were the most worthy and the most righteous so that you would have your reward in heaven my my cousin is on um the spectrum she's quite low functioning um and my aunt has always really struggled with why it happened and what was why you know as you as you always do if anything's you know troubling with your children and we were talking about it, and she said, the day that I kind of was done with the church was because some sister came up and said, well, she chose this. She chose to have this before, and she knew that she was going to have to, and it's, and, and, and you chose to have her as your daughter. And she was like, why would we, why? She was like, do you honestly think that I want to be taking care of a grown adult who needs to be like helped in the bathroom like that's what that was my choice she was like it just it broke her right there and she was like I just wanted to scream in her face nobody no we didn't choose this this is something that happened like well it's just like I mean with going back to the I mean homosexuality it's like people saying like oh it's a choice but then it's also um what is that what was I trying to say the um because, like, when you said, would I choose this on my own? Like, when I was coming out and when I was struggling so much as, a like, a Mormon and being just, like, God, I have these I have these feelings and I'm just, like, I want, I begged and pleaded for them to go away, you know? And I, um, I, I kept thinking, like, if you love me, why, why is this happening? Mm-hmm. 
and people I would hear that stuff like like oh well you like people you know people with these big things like like a disabled child or mm-hmm. or um even like they would talk about disability like it's um these special spirits right and they're you know not diminishing that but like they would say like it's these special spirits that just needed a body they just needed to come down with a body and then they would go back you know and whatever they that was the experience that they signed up for and yeah it's also it's equating like a sexual orientation to a, dis- disability. a disability yeah it is it absolutely and is and it's saying that i'm just like okay i'm broken and i need to be fixed um and i chose this because like but why would i choose to be like go through the pain that i'm going through yeah and be cognizant of it like at least yeah. some of these like disabled people they don't understand what's going on mm-hmm. you know what i mean like yeah um whereas like um as a homosexual man like okay yeah i'm gonna just i'm gonna put myself through all this torture <laughs> and it's also saying that the only purpose of you being here was just just to get your body so really like just die already like that's what it says to me is it's very pro ending your life early and there's such a huge problem of like there's a high suicide rate of queer youth in the church oh, yeah. because and that's what together, but yeah for yeah, sure like because no, the next life is going to be you're going to be completely different in the ne- you're going to be I'm doing air quotes yeah. again everybody you're going to be fixed in the next life and this won't be your burden anymore it like won't be your burden anymore yep it's so disgusting. Still doesn't track because they say that you, your personality and your spirit is all the same from when you pre-existence and then you come to your body and you have the same spirit. And um, so I was essentially, if you go with that thinking, I was gay in the pre-existence, right? You have been fabulous since the beginning. Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> um, so I was fabulous in the pre-existence, fabulous in, pre- in mortal existence going to be fabulous at the end of my, you know. With your stripling warrior, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Or Carl, whatever. Or Carl. Um, (laughs) Carl, Carl. (laughs) (laughs) I'll die if I marry Carl. Oh, my God. I think I've signed myself up to. Yep. Anyway. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, but um, yeah, it, it's a huge plot hole in like <sighs> ah, the whole church is just full of plot holes. Anyways, big old bag of shit. Yeah. So I know Mormons always say that ex-Mormons are super angry, and this is why we get angry. This is what it is. Everything that we experience is completely like it's just completely washed away like it doesn't matter they've completely disregarded the fact that we went through like actual traumatizing experiences and now poof it's gone and and i know people are going to want us to be like yes the church is progressing they're making changes but i as a i personally cannot celebrate these changes because there's no recognition of the bullshit that i went through as a teenager that my friends went through there's no recognition of the crying you know for repentance and having to go through those steps and not taking the sacrament and being judged in front of everybody because of a decision i made that now is not a big deal yeah 
exactly. So um, this is from the Instagram. It's an incredible post that she did. Uh, Dear Mormon Me. Um, so Fourth of Strength of Youth actually started in 1965. Oh, wow. Um, and in the modesty culture part portion, in 1965, it said, few girls or women ever look well in backless or strapless dresses. Such styles often make the figure look ungainly and large, or they show the bony structure to the body. <laughs> so you're either too fat or too skinny. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then in 1972, it said girls should always look, try to look feminine in their dress. They should not dress like boys or try to imitate a masculine appearance. Super anti-transgender. Um we didn't even touch on how the anti-trans like there's no mention this is very binary yeah i mean they didn't say gender they said sex but i mean there's still Uh, so much more and the one that i remember actually is the 1990 for the strength of youth with like a pink thing and then it's got like black and white like a bunch of kids in black and white they're all dressed in white um, anyway. We might have the temple, the Salt Lake yeah. Temple. Of course, I have the Salt Lake Temple. Is that the 2001? Yeah. Yep. So in 1990, it says if you wear immodest bathing suits because it's the style, it sends a message that you are using your body to get attention and approval, and that modesty isn't important. So in this Instagram post, it says, of course, it's no secret that this has gone through several revisions over the years, adapting to an ever-changing culture of the world. Um, she says, I think it's important to remember that with every vision lies a generation who is deeply affected in many ways by these standards. People who were directly harmed by these teachings that were weaponized for shame and control. I like the word weapon. People were punished for pushing, back, pushing back against the sexist rules. People were silenced or ostracized for voicing their grievances with these supposed God-given directions. And now you expect us to sell and applaud these changes that's the thing i i'm just like oh so now it's okay now you can look at me as an ex-mormon and be like oh i like your tattoos Mm -hmm. oh you're you're not dressed like a slut anymore you know like (laughs) i'm just like hot in the middle of august okay (laughs) i I don't, I've never understood it. Like, I... I just... Okay, I'll I, I just, this. Um, yeah, you, you go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's... You'll like it. I think you've read, you've seen this post, but um, we, we removed earrings as our prophet declared this disfigured our bodies. We were denied entry to church dances and activities, as you said. As we knelt to have our skirts measured, yep. we were told to wear T-shirts over swimsuits because adult males would be present at girls' camp. Mm-hmm. We were horrified by and hated our developing bodies, layering clothes and adjusting our purses so as to not call attention to our curves. Mm-hmm. Our male peers and leaders sat with us in lessons, telling us our bodies were causing them to stumble and think sinful thoughts. <laughs> we liked the chewed gum. To licked cupcakes, to crumpled up dollar bills, crushed roses we were gossiped about, and slut shamed over tank tops, shorts, and cleavage. Our highest leaders told us we became pornography to men when we dress immodestly. Who would want this now? In a single day, all these stories became obsolete. 
Already, with this change, the gaslighting and downplaying have begun. The update has been made. We are now being told we no longer have anything to complain about. We don't deserve acknowledgement or apologies. God's one true church doesn't need to give apologies. This is simply continuing revelation. We were stupid for following these rules so rigidly. We should be happy. We should be grateful. We should be quiet. All right, so... I'm gonna, for dear LDS members, while salary changes but bring the feeling of relief that your church is slightly more progressive and acceptable, please remember that the people left in the wake of these doctrine, policy, and handbook changes lay hurt, unheard, and ignored. No apologies or acknowledgement of the harm will ever be done, be made by the church. This policy change caused to resurface years of pain, sexual trauma, body dysmorphia, shame, and gaslighting inflicted on on people both inside and outside of the church who are affected by the now suddenly changed standards. These changes came with the price. And forgive me, my dear LDS friends, when I don't celebrate this change with you. I am still healing from the lifelong effects of these damaging teachings that the church so carelessly drilled into my impressionable and innocent mind. I'm happy for the youth who may now be spared from the experience we endured. But for now, I am mourning for the girl that paid the price to get in. Oh, my God. <laughs> Shout out to... I don't even know her name. It's Lily. Uh, don't give her a follow. Uh, it's Dear Mormon Me. But she's incredible. She does artwork with her stuff. And she has posts. But that was one of the very powerful posts that she did. Um... She said everything I want to scream in such an articulate way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. oh, like, that's what I don't, that's what people don't understand is they say, oh, we're just bitter and angry and we never had a testimony, but they don't know, they don't understand the hours that we begged a Heavenly Father for help for forgiveness for you know the tears that were cried they they didn't sit with their best friend in the girls bathroom of the high school who had gone to help a kid who was going through some hard stuff study for an upcoming test and was assaulted and held that girl crying in the bathroom and then took that girl to go talk to her bishop and her bishop saying that you shouldn't have been home and that boy's home alone with him and saying it was her fault and then having that best friend try to end her life because she was just a chewed up piece of gum These things that we went through were very traumatizing and they changed the way we look at the world and they still have ramifications in our adult lives. And so to just to shake it off and say, oh, it's different now is very, it's very inappropriate and it's very dismissive and it's very unfair to to all of us and I just I'm mad 
I'm angry. I'm an angry, bitter ex-Mormon because I shouldn't have had to have suffered through what apparently was not even the way it should have been. So. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> Started the podcast crying because I was laughing so hard. Now I'm ending it because I'm upset. <laughs> <laughs> formulate my thoughts in it like i mean i guess that's a good we can just leave it on that note of what she said just because it's like yeah. they can celebrate the changes they can say oh yeah we're good everything's good now we sh- you should be happy you should you should celebrate because now we're like more accepting of you <laughs> but no and for me as a gay man they still aren't se- accepting of me no they're accepting of my tattoos but not my not me not you so, not you as a person yeah so it's a step in maybe the right direction, kind of. But at the same time, I'm like, I think of the trauma that all these young women and, you know, the, these women that are going through in the church right now, like it's still happening. It's still, mm-hmm. I look at my little sister and I, it is still happening. Yeah. I don't care what they say. And like, it's, this isn't going to change anything because the parents are going to continue to hold the, they're going to toe the line and say, nope this is what we want to do. We're going to continue as we were and we don't want you to do that. So we're going to just, and there's what it's going to do is actually going to create more trauma. (laughs) It's going to be family trauma. Yeah. These kids. Um, And it's, it's really fucking cowardly of the church to stop taking responsibility. Yeah. And I, they're basically, and they're not acknowledging the damage that they've done. They're not acknowledging any of these. They know about those lessons. They know about those fucking licked cupcakes and chewed gum shit. Yeah. They know about that. Absolutely. And the, um, the one that still sticks out in my brain when uh, from Not So Molly Mormon podcast was the nail in the board. Yeah. They got the board and there's still the. There's still the holes. Um, yeah. And I, that you're just, you're damaged goods. Like, yeah. how can you be told that as a child, a child, a 15 year, like in your formative years mm-hmm. and not have repercussions of that in your, in your mind, cognitive. Yeah. It, what that does is it creates channels. It creates conditioning and channels i'm learning about psychology so i'm like learning how that all works and how yeah your brain just like it is a magical thing it's a beautiful mechanism but it can also if it's not formed right in the safe environment then it's get fucked up (laughs) yep um it's fucking traumatic i don't and I keep thinking like of what you know, like these, like what you're going through as far as like, because you experience this on a direct level. But I'm just like in the future, like if they do, because there's like these like whisperings about oh, gay ceilings in the temple, and I'm just yeah. Like, um, there would have to be a lot, a lot of like change, like and 
Family Proclamation, which yeah. the, obliterated yep. for that to happen, and um, the and that's not going to happen anytime soon. And then you've also like, and then that's not even thinking about the repercussions of the uh, like the people that would be like, oh no, we don't want to be part of that. So the total split off from the church because like when polygamy was ended, guess what happened? When blacks got the priesthood, guess yep. what happened? Yeah. Splintered Split. off. Split. Yeah. So I don't know. I, and I think people there's so many people teetering on the edge. Yeah. If they were to do something like that big that big, they'd be gone. That's why they're not doing it. That's why they're holding against that. They're waiting until that generation that's extremely homophobic and not open minded. They're waiting for them to die out. It's the same thing that happened when the black men got the priesthood. It was the older generation that were still very racist. And so they were trying to wait until, because they were so behind on it. Every other, everyone else had integrated. In the 70s. Yeah. Like. Also, uh, who was, it? oh, um, a listener was saying like, Bednar still got 30 years on him. And oh, he's yeah. Not gonna, he's not going to turn over and be like, oh, yeah, gay marriage is okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> unless yeah. he has a big change of heart in the next, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. It's not going it, to, it could happen in our lifetime, but I don't know. I don't know. And honestly, at this point, somebody asked me if, like, I remember somebody asking me, like, if they were to, like, start accepting gays into the Mormon church, letting you get married, letting you do all the things, would you come back? And I said, fuck no. No. No, because at the end of the day, it's still all lies. It's still all based on lies. It's you. You can. I didn't leave for one specific reason. I left for a myriad of reasons. The way they treat gay people is just one of those factors. The fact that I was still sealed to my abuser was another major factor. Like there's many things. For me, like the gay, like. The, their view was on gays was the thing that yeah. was the catalyst for me. But then looking into it more, mm-hmm. I'm just like, there's no way I'd go back. There's no, no. way. Like it was a con man made it up. A bunch of other con men helped him get it off the ground. Like it's a fantastical tale that was packaged and sold to people. Yep, to get money. To get money. It's, and- and to get child brides and whatever. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, exactly. And like, if it makes people happy, like you know, my parents, they they're strong in the church and it works for them. I would never want to take that away from them. I don't want them to leave the church. It's their community. It's what works for them. That's not. I don't want like that to happen. I just it doesn't work for so many people, and it shouldn't. There should never be a question of like, oh, if they change this, would you come back? No, because there's, it's not just one thing that doesn't work. Yeah. Like, ah. anyways, I'm just talking in circles now. Sorry. It's fine. It's fine. I think we've uh, hit it all pretty good. Um, yeah. Let us know what you guys think about it. If you're happy about it. If you're angry about it. Let us know. We'll. We're always in the DMs. Yeah. <laughs> Email us here if you have a long, long yeah. rant. I'm yes. happy to have to read your email. <laughs> well, thanks for doing that. I was I was trying to read it and I just kept getting 
I just kept walking away from it because I was just getting mad. <laughs> I honestly didn't read all of it. I just read Yeah, I'm sure that there's more, but that's, that's that'll do. <laughs> Happy Halloween, everybody. Hope we scared this kid out of you. No. <laughs>